Hello! Welcome to the first episode of 2021. I kind of forgot we had this podcast for a little bit. Is I'm not going to lie. Oh. Is this season two, technically, <laughs> of the podcast? Well, sort of. I Maybe. think. When? Okay. This yeah. is a great question to kind of. This also kind of talks about the topic we're going to talk about today. Okay. Yeah. Oh, seasons. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. When does, like, it's like a season of a show end? Well, I'm glad you asked. Back in the olden days, like in the 1980s, there was a very strict sort of television season. It started in the fall and it ended sort of in the spring. The summer was for reruns. The idea being people... The whole summer? Yeah. Oh. The idea being people weren't, um, you know, they weren't around, you know, they were working in the fields or whatever, you know, at... At night, and so they wouldn't want to watch. People weren't doing that in the eighties. Yeah, little... kind of still were. I mean, more so than now. Prehistoric. So you know, you'd sort of new shows would debut in the fall, and they would end in the spring, and so that was a season, a television okay. season. Um, then eventually, they would start showing sort of re- kind of rejected shows, basically, um, t- to create new content for the summers, and some of them would catch on and become new things. And then this was all before sort of the. Uh, uh, reality television, which kind of broke the whole season concept by having these really short or sometimes really long, but mostly really short sort of quote-unquote seasons yeah. where they would cram in three or four in a year. That's true. Which it was completely di- like sitcoms. No, I mean, it, you start in the fall and you end in the spring. Or you just go like General Hospital and go every single day of the world. Yeah, that's, that's the soap opera one. Although even they had off days. Even oh. if they had off times. I'm not as familiar with that genre. I'm not either. Speaking of which, though, that's, that's the subject era, for today. Era? Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we, we got to, like, tell, how, how are we? Well, well, welcome Who to, are we? Welcome to 2021, everyone. Yeah, welcome. Um, in America, it's, um, it's horrifically awful. Um, but we're not going to talk about that <laughs> right now. Oh my God. I mean, that might be next week's episode. No, it's not. No. It just, you know, there's no other way to put it. Just as, as bad as you can imagine it, it's multiply that by two. two. Oh. Um, okay. As we sit here on January 16th. Uh, it's not the... Oh, it is. It is. I so, think the 17th. So we thought a lighter topic would be talking about... We always go light topics on here. We do. We do. Because we don't, we, don't, we don't get controversial. Yeah. Um, we'd be talking about uh, television series that each of us like and sort of creating a top five list of each of our favorite television series. Yes. And well, you know, and the hook being... We're not, you know, television experts, but... We don't even watch much TV. We don't even watch much TV. <laughs> so this is going to be really boring. But it's kind of interesting just the generational difference in the types of TV we've watched and the types of TV we like is just so amazing. You know, how much it's changed in truly one generation. So me, the 47-year-old, and, and you, the 14-year-old, yeah, like, have completely different approaches to TV. Like, for you... Television is well. I'll let you. Yeah, let me. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking too much. Uh, What what does television mean to you? What is television? What does TV mean? I. Is it an object, or is it the programs on the television, or is it just stuff on a screen? It's stuff on a screen. Right. That's fascinating. So is okay. So here we go. Let's kick it off. Uh I would say I watch so much more YouTube. Right. Than or YouTube or. Uh, well, for me, pretty much just YouTube. I'm not mm-hmm. a huge Netflix, Hulu person. And to you, YouTube is not television. No. Okay. Can you give an example of like what you watch on YouTube? What about, I watch videos of like dance mm-hmm. competitions, but then I also watch a lot of TV on YouTube. Okay. So like um, today, mm-hmm. I was watching. A episode of a show. The reason I'm not saying the show is because I don't want to go a spoiler. For sure. It, oh, of course. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, of it, the show aired Wednesday night. This yep. past Wednesday night, and I forgot to record it, and so then I found it on YouTube, and I just watched it on YouTube. Yep. So I feel like I do a lot of that, and like yeah. some of my favorite shows that I'm about to say, I've watched just reruns on YouTube. Ah, okay. I've never yep. actually watched them on the real TV. Right. But yeah, so. But then there are some shows where I watch every week mm-hmm. on the TV right behind us. Yes, which is an actual like an actual television, an actual console, I guess they call it. When you watch other, like, how do you 
consume YouTube? Do you watch it mostly on your phone or on your laptop or on an iPad or uh, all of the above? All of the above. Well, I don't really have an iPad. The iPad yeah. kind of died. Ooh. Like, in, that's, that's dark. <laughs> in like July. Yeah. So you're late yeah. to the party on that front. Nah, I knew about that. I don't really watch YouTube on my phone. Right. Because I had this kind of theory that it like drains the life out of it. Wow. Battery and shelf life, <laughs> both. Huh. So probably mostly on my laptop, but my laptop is also on the fritz. Oh. I think it's going to bite the dust soon. But I, I would... Now that you mention it, on the fritz is a expression I would love <laughs> to learn the origin of. Yeah. If you know it. Should we look it up? Well, we should, but. Okay. Oh, no, we should. I was thinking we should encourage. We should do an episode? We should encourage, um, uh, 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 what is it, um, communication. We should encourage um, audience participation and involvement with our uh, Instagram page. Oh, I like that. If you the know, great segue. Yeah, if you know the origins of the term on the fritz, yeah. which part of me thinks might not be a great yeah thing. probably not you know, uh, yeah and if for our german listeners um if that's offensive yeah, we didn't we didn't mean it to be don't urban dictionary it <laughs> yeah so if you know the origin of the expression on the fritz uh please um you know interact yeah. with us on uh, at, instagram at, at gwtp underscore podcast yeah gwtp underscore Which podcast the account is kind of suffering it's been put on the back burner 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 <laughs> <laughs> The back burner, uh, yeah. I have, well, that's, okay. That's I behind have, the back burner. Yes. Even. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, it's like on the floor. That's far back. Um, I have three Instagram accounts, which is crazy. That's normal. Yeah. Who bad, doesn't have three Instagram accounts? Bad, bad parenting, I, uh, I think. No, it's not. Okay. Because I have the podcast account. Yep. I have my personal account. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have my dance account that I, like, have to keep up with for my job. Your job, yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. I spend way too much time on Instagram. Ooh, which on January 1st, I decided I was going to delete TikTok. Mm. Um, It's been uh, 16 days, which, okay, it's debatable if I have not been on TikTok. I mean, I haven't been on the app because the app is no longer... You on know, your phone. On my right. phone. Mm-hmm. But there are these things on Instagram called Reels, which they are TikToks. Effectively, yeah. So, I don't know. We're calling it that I, we're still going strong. Well, let's let's delve into this, actually, because I think this is interesting. Would you, Is your deletion of TikTok, do you consider it to be a New Year's resolution? That's the first question. Yes. Yes. So, you intend to not have the app TikTok on your phone for all of 2021 is yeah. the goal. Yeah, and maybe longer. Yep. I mean, if we go into like a quarantine seven point oh, yeah, it might have to come back. But mm-hmm. I mean, times will have to get desperate. Yeah, desperate times call for desperate measures. And so the, the decision to do that was like, what was it? What I, was my okay? Yeah. So twenty twenty one spoiler, we have competition season, right? It's yep. right around the corner. Dance competition. Dance season. competition just, season. Yeah, <laughs> not just like competition yeah. season. <laughs> Um, it's our every ger- day is competition Our German listeners season. are like, you Americans, you're just the most competitive people. We just, we have something called competition season where we just compete against each other. It's, it's also it's, called every day. Yeah, that's um, yeah, kind of true. Uh, so I was like, you know what, Kerna, if you're going to get your head in the game mm-hmm. and oh, win. If you're going to get with the program. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was good. See if, they get there? if you're going to get with the program uh-huh. and win your solo yep. and get great grades at school and just be the best person that that. I can be. Uh I don't, I cannot waste another minute on Mm -hmm. some app created by some Chinese watching stupid videos of people. Is, why would the origin and of TikTok be relevant? It wasn't. I was just, if people don't. Using a Expression that's been kind of brought up as to one of the negativities oh, about TikTok. Right? That's, uh, that's no, not just, the point. Okay. I just think it's funny that, like, mm-hmm. it's not... I, well, okay, yeah. German listeners, mm-hmm. if you're even listening, is TikTok big in Germany? I wonder. So that's what... I yeah. feel like it's a very American thing, but it's not. Yeah. But it is. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. And... Well, would do you know what Instagram is? Who runs Instagram? Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Um, 
would you say that Facebook acts is an American company? Probably not. It is actually, but, but do you think it acts in the interest of America? Do you think no? No. I'm just asking you. There's no Where's right or wrong going? answer. No, I'm just no. I'm saying I'm. I've gotten to the point where me personally, and again, this is not at all why you're doing, and we'll get right back to that. I would trust TikTok more than I would trust Facebook, Instagram. Wow. Shout out to TikTok. Yeah. Anyways, um, but it, go ahead. I think maybe we should do an episode mm-hmm. about why, because I think there's there's deeper deeper meaning, deeper questions about that. That's fascinating. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is. I don't. Well, I trust maybe. no one. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I learned that from a fetch episode, no. which no. uh is a TV show. Yes. It's not one of my oh. favorite TV shows oh. of all time. But maybe an honorable mention. Maybe an honorable yeah. mention. Right. It is an honorable mention. Um, so, it taught me a lot about life, and I am yeah. as successful as I am today because of that show. Wow. So wow. shout out. I we yeah. And I always wanted to be one of the kids on the show. Oh, no, I know that seems so cool. Yeah. Fetch by Ruff Ruff Fetch with Ruff Ruffman. Fetch. Okay, everyone. That's good. Everyone clicked off. That's actually so. Yeah, I wanted to be on that show. Yeah, and there's a lot of shows I want to be on. Do you feel? Yeah, which is great. I mean, that's part of television. Is that you feel you can get lost in it, and you can feel you can you know see yourself in characters, see yourself in the competition shows. I mean, that's one of the, the beauties of television. Even if you don't consume it in the way that I did growing up. It's still the same thing. Yeah. So without further ado, you want to get into the list? <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right. All what, right. What's your number five? Let's and let's kind of count down, you know. Might as well pick, you know, all, all the right. way to five to one. My number five is mm-hmm. America's Got Talent. Oh. And the reason why it's so Oh, it started in two thousand six, I believe. Did you did you get your life together? Because I didn't. Shocker. I'm I'm sort of organized. Okay, this. so yeah. I believe it started in 2006, mm-hmm. which uh, was when I was born. Uh, mm-hmm. I yeah, 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 seasons of it. Uh, I started watching it in 2019, mm-hmm. so it's very recent. Some of these shows I've been watching since. Wh- yeah, much longer. Um, it just. I watched so much of it during quarantine, and so I associate it with COVID, mm-hmm. and, like, I feel like th- that's why it has such, like, a special meaning to it, because I feel like I was, like, a hardcore fan yep. yeah. during COVID. I used to, you know, watch it, do my stretches and stuff for dance, and I just was, like, I got, like, invested in these mm-hmm. contestants, and uh, I think it's great i don't think there would be any season more superior than season 15 oh the the, the controversy and the wildness yeah. yeah like it was it was a crazy season yeah like we talked about it a lot oh yeah because i would be like i yeah. would read something or see mm-hmm. something on instagram and i'd be like oh my gosh this is crazy and uh yeah, so season 14 was good mm-hmm. oh i did watch season th- okay i seen season 13 14 and 15 okay I mean, I've rewatched old seasons. Yeah. Like, that was when I was, like, a fan. Right. Um, but, yeah, season 15 was far more superior than any other season. Uh, and the interesting thing about America's Got Talent, as opposed to some of the other sort of, you know, competition reality shows is, I mean, theoretically, it could go on forever. I mean, there's no, there's nothing that would stop it. Right. It doesn't, it's timeless. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. talent shows is something that have existed really since the beginning of television, the beginning yeah. of the medium. and. You know, and I, okay. it isn't star driven. It's personality driven. It's people driven. I guess. Yeah, and what's your story? What's your sob yeah. story? And that will always exist, right? For better or for worse. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't like about America's Got Talent mm-hmm. is in season fifteen, this season, there were people in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Like half the people in the top ten weren't even from America. I'm like, well, yeah. this, this isn't America's Got Talent. Yeah. This is like. I did think that was interesting. Kazakhstan's got talent. Yeah. Especially given that I know lots of countries have their own version they do. of this. It's so, not an unpop like every yeah. country, everyone and their mom has their own version of this show. Right. So I don't know why so many people go on America's Got Talent. Maybe the competition's the toughest. But perhaps, yeah. Um I would think so. Yeah, we could do a whole America's yeah. Got Talent episode. We won't 
because there's not that much to talk about. No, no it's so, interesting. Yeah. yeah, America's Got Talent is my number five. Okay. All right. Nice. Um, my number five, you'll, you'll, you will not have heard of this show, I'm pretty sh- certain. It's the only show of my, t- my top five that I'm a little embarrassed to um, Ooh, lay mention. It lay it on. Because it's not, it's not considered a great TV series. Well, maybe it is. I, but it's not on anyone's, you know, top Anyone 50 list. But yours. But mine. <laughs> and for me, it's just, I don't know if I saw it at the right time. Well, I actually saw it in two different periods of time. But I'll just say it, what it is. It's, yeah, you cut to the chase. It's called Moonlighting. And it was a uh, TV show f- that ran from 85, 1985 to 1989. You know, one-hour sort of comedy drama detective, private detective series starring Sybil Shepard and Bruce Willis, which was <laughs> kind of amazing that Bruce Willis was um, on the show. Uh, and uh, it just, I, I loved it because it was part of a genre of shows in the 80s, this sort of detective with usually kind of a wisecracking, you know, sort of male-female relationship leads, you know, sort of the wisecracking detective and the more sensible uh, female. I mean, there were a ton of these shows. There was Remington Steel with Pierce Brosnan, which was excellent. Um, A little different formula, but uh, Magnum P.I. and Simon & Simon were these sort of detective shows, one-hour sort of comedy dramas. Um, mood lighting was just well done. I think it was ahead of its time. Um, the music was good. The, the characters were great. You just, you felt like you wanted to work for this blue moon detective agency. My favorites were, um, sort of these minor characters, Curtis Armstrong and Alice Beasley played, uh, what was her name? Agnes DePesto was the, um, receptionist. Yeah. And, uh, Herbert Viola was Curtis Armstrong and they were just, yeah, it just was a really well done show in my view, and it just, I just, I don't know, it was great escapism uh, TV. Honestly, the relationship between the Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis characters were not my favorite. I mean, because I think I watched it at a relatively young age, and I just kind of didn't interest me. Um, but the rest of it did, and uh, so Moonlighting is my number five. All right, my number four. Yeah. This shouldn't come to a shock if you know me well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the Masked Singer. The Masked Singer, yeah. Um, started in 2019, which I have a confession. Uh, yeah. I have seen every single episode, and I started watching you, from the very first episode. You did. And I remember seeing the... And I, I've been a loyal fan. I remember seeing the advertisements for it and being like, oh my gosh. You this guys is... turned it on. It was Jan... The first episode yeah. or like was like, I don't know, like January 2nd, 2019. And so uh-huh. you guys turned it on as a joke, like yep. putting away the Christmas stuff. And I was like, this, this is, is fun. <laughs> and then you're like, who are these people? And um, so there's been four seasons. I think season four was probably the best talent wise. And I feel like it's a show where it's like kind of in its peak. So mm-hmm. like the names get bigger and bigger and bigger. Whereas opposed to one of my other talent competition mm-hmm. shows, I feel like the names get smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, I think you're exactly right on that. It was one of these yeah. sort of improbable, you know, it was, it was truly the fill-in show of the like, well, you know, what's cheap to make? What, you know, a way to sort of get C and D list celebrities a little bit more exposure. And now it's the sort of thing where it's like everyone wants to do it. And it's right. become this sort of bigger than anyone could have imagined. Yeah. Um, and it's so, led, led to spinoffs, too. It's led to spinoffs. Yeah. There is a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not an American show. It's I think it was a Korean show, oh. um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's in other countries, and oh. we stole it like we do all things. Like, yeah, a lot of things. Um, yeah. So there's that. There is now a spinoff, The Masked Dancer, ah. where yep. they dance, mm-hmm. which that was a spinoff of Ellen. <laughs> she created it. Oh, really? And she's the executive producer. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, Didn't know that. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. Um, I don't. This is a this is a controversial thing, but I don't think the Masked Dancer is as good as the Masked Singer. Oh, I, I, not having seen the Masked Dancer, I can't comment on that. But I wouldn't be surprised because the idea of like I can figure out who this person is by their voice is fun and something that anyone can do. But watching someone dance and then try to figure out who they are, maybe from clues. Not the same concept. No. Like, for example, I've watched a little bit of The Mass Singer, and I called 
um, uh, Sarah Palin. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was just watching and listening, and I'm like, I'm like, I know that Sarah Palin. And I thought to myself, based on what the song was and everything, I'm like, there's no way Sarah Palin would be doing this. So I said, even though in my heart, I'm like, it's definitely Sarah Palin. I said aloud while we were watching it. I'm like, <laughs> you're just telling me this now. Yeah, I said, I think it's isn't this Sarah Palin's daughter? Yeah, you like said it was Bristol? Sarah Palin's daughter. Yeah, and and then immediately they're like, it's Sarah Palin. I'm like, I should have gone with my conviction. Like I knew yeah. it was Sarah Palin. So anyways, I'm pretty not a good story. Sorry. No, that was a great story. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm pretty good at guessing. Yeah, but also I get okay. So I thought if you're mm-hmm. a Mass Singer fan, which mm-hmm. no one is. Um, Obviously, there. I thought the mushroom was Jordan Fisher from day one. Mm. Oh, I also have a bit of a conspiracy theory about the show mm-hmm. and the judges. I think they, because it's so hard. Yeah. When because you know we have Google. Right. They don't. I mean, they do have Google, but they can't use it. Right. I feel like they are given hints mm. or like pre conceived people to say but that's just my theory i don't know if it's correct but i mean i also think people in hollywood especially sort of the judges and sort of where their status is which isn't you know not a list but not d list either they know so many people and so many you know what people are doing who might be available and so while you and i would watch it and it's sort of like well it's the whole world of of celebrities that's possible it's not they know it's it's cut down so whether yeah yeah but okay you might be onto something but like i feel like first episodes the mass dancer i think there's definitely some yeah i think there has to be okay so like bill nye the science guy was Mm -hmm. on it ken guessed him him the first episode oh my god he's like i think i think it's i think it's it's bill nye like yeah and then brian austin green this week Mm -hmm. guessed the moth right wow yeah it was like Seems improbable. How? Mm, mm, I don't know. So I think there's a bit more of that on The Mass Dancer, personally, because yep. it's so much harder. But then also, sometimes there has been spoilers. So, like, uh-huh. I'm about to spoil The Mass Dancer. Da- anyways, I'm just yeah. going to shut up about this. Okay. Anyways, my number four, The Mass Singer, singer. Yep. slash The Mass Dancer. It's not a superior. It's a franchise. Yeah, yeah it's a franchise. It's, yeah. it's, it's a twin. It's the Great. forgotten, forgotten twin. <laughs> My number four actually is a show, um, again, it's interesting on how people consume television. You know, my era was with cable television. You didn't have to watch just the, you know, three or four uh, channels that were available. There'd be other channels and they would show reruns of shows that were on a long time ago. And so my number four is actually a show I never watched when it was on because I was too little. Um, but I watched in syndication and rerun. And that is the Mary Tyler Moore show, um, which ran from... Was it 70 to 77? Yeah. 1970 to 1977. And before you were born. Before, well, partially and uh, and partially after. Yeah. Um, just an amazing show. Um, great characters. Just, a, an, a, I mean, truly a family of non-family members with, between Mary Richards, um, Mary Tyler Moore's character, and, you know, the, the Ed Asner's character, and, and Rhoda, and, and Ted Knight, and, I mean, Georgette, and just, it was just such an amazing cast and family uh, that was developed. And, you know, I'd watch this, I mean, frankly, like high school, college, I, you know, it was on all the time on, on Nickelodeon, Nick at Night, and it was just, it made me happy I, from a historical perspective. It made me feel like I was almost, like, just had a weird sort of, eye toward the the fashion and and times of the 70s and you know you just kind of saw the societal change that took place in that decade through the show a little bit even though it was a a light-hearted comedy um great show uh mary taylor moore show number four okay my uh i guess my number three Mm -hmm. i actually forgot about the show until i was doing some uh pre-show research undercover boss Oh yeah! I watch so much of that show. Well, I used to. Yeah, you haven't watched it, it kinda, lately. Yeah, uh, you know, grows old. 2010, uh, started in 2010. There are ten seasons of it. Ten, wow. ten, ten. Is it still on? Well, yeah. Uh, yes. yes. Wow. <laughs> um, no, yes, okay. it is. Yes, it is. Um, a friend introduced the mm-hmm. show to me. 
uh, in about uh, sixth grade. Okay. And I thought it was so good. Because I feel like, even though it is scripted, I'm sure, mm-hmm. I feel like it's genuine for some people. Yeah. Like. Well, you you like documentary. You're a bit like me. You're not oh, into fiction. Oh, I love Yeah, you're sort of, you're into, and this is, you know, it, while it is scripted in a way, obviously the undercover boss is looking to sort of, you know, increase their, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very much, um, there's an agenda, but at the same time. It's a real, it's like a slice of life kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah. think it's it's actually kind of a wholesome show. Yeah. I've Maybe. Seen one, I've seen one or two episodes. I've seen way more than yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I think it's good, and I think it's funny. My favorite episodes are mm-hmm. where chaos, there's like chaos. Uh-huh. And like, okay, the retro fitness episode, uh-huh. shout out, it was so bad, and he had to end up firing Ooh, boy. The one of the people. It was crazy. Um, so those are my favorite episodes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Undercover Boss. It's yeah. a great show. Number three. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, my number three show is, you know, getting into more um, modern times, um, was a show called Arrested Development. Have you heard of that? I have. You have? Okay, great. Is yeah. that the one you thought it was going to hurt of? I, this one, I wasn't sure you would have yeah. heard of or not. And so I didn't think it was it for sure. Yeah, I've heard of um, it. 2003 to 2006, I mean... I, I think most of the people who are listening probably are familiar with it, given how recent it is. But um, just, I mean, Jason Bateman, uh, Portia DeRossi, Will Arnett. Um, I mean, it's just, yeah. Will Arnett? Tony Hale, yeah, David Cross. Just amazing cast. And um, just as a concept and, and how it was, it was done, it was just such a big part, I think, of early 2000s, you know, America for people who like this type of show and like this this sort of I don't know attitude and worldview it held um it was about as well done as is as any show I mean it, it one of those shows where you know your mother and I would watch and it just we'd be roaring in laughter and you know we'd actually even have to rewind because sometimes we'd be so like loud from laughing we would oh miss parts gosh. of it and that doesn't happen often so um amazing show one I, I probably need to revisit again and uh, and watch again and, and see if it, it sort of holds up on second viewing, but I, I suspect it does. So Arrested Development number three. Okay, I I don't. This is where I my list kind of goes sideways. Okay. I don't really have a a number two. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you could just move all of them up, but so. Well, I mean, if I were to. I was okay. So can you think of a show mm-hmm. that because. I think you know what my number one's going to be. Yeah, I do. Because um, it do. actually has had quite an impact on my life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, would you, what do you think a show, like a number two show, I think Fetch actually taught me a lot about yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Um, you were, I mean, you've, you've had times, I mean, and this might fit in, in the honorable mentions, so me throwing these out, you know, feel free to say like, yeah, you know, not quite there. But, okay. Um, Cutthroat Kitchen. I okay. I was gonna say Cutthroat yeah. Kitchen's my second. So Cupcake Wars, you know, there's sort of different. Yes. You know. Okay, so we're gonna go to that number ones. two. Yeah. Food Food Network. Food Network sponsor us. Yeah. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> um, I actually don't really watch much Food Network now. Don't tell. It's funny. I don't. We don't watch as much either. I think. Yeah. What's going on there? Well, I think um, I still like Food Network. I'm not as happy with the shows they have now. I think mom isn't a huge fan. What? So yeah, we gotta talk to her about that. Yeah, so we're more HG. She's more HGTV. HGTV. I'm a little bit more Food Network. Yeah, I don't know. So (laughs) a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. (laughs) Yeah, actually, no. She'd be rock and roll. You'd be. Uh, Actually, neither of us would be country. Little, little. We both Indiana kid. No. Yeah. Anyways. Or Wisconsin kid, or he just uh, says he's from Illinois. Yes. Um. So, I guess, for network, Cupcake Wars, I loved that show. Yeah. I've probably seen, I, I don't even know how many seasons there are. I don't even know when it started. I don't really know. I don't really care. Um, great show. Mm-hmm. Straightforward. <laughs> they make cupcakes. It's, it's, it's a war. It's a war. <laughs> they fight. They, there's yeah. killing. There's frosting. <laughs> there's a lot of frosting. A lot of sugar. Yeah. Um, Cutthroat Kitchen, though, is so good. And it literally stopped. Alton Brown, if you're listening to mm-hmm. this, get it together. Well, it's funny. I was such a huge Alton Brown fan early on Good when Eats. he did Good Eats. 
And it's funny because, again, mom did not like Good Eats or him. And I just loved it. And, I think he's hilarious. And he had the book. But it's, well, it's funny. After Good Eats, he did a, another show when you guys were like, when you were a, a baby. Iron um, Chef? Showdown? No, it was, um, he did, it was just like, a, the show was short. He just kind of like traveled around in a motorcycle. But Good Eats was awesome. And it's funny though, because you, then you just kind of learned like, I don't think he's the most awesome person. Like, for whatever reason, he's got, got an edge. Um, I, right, but that's what I find funny. But that's what funny. you like, you're right. You that's like, what I find it funny. And yeah. I love Cutler Kitchen, yeah. started in 2013. Engine in 2017, womp womp. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny because he's so mean. Yeah. And it's so intense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely the most intense Food Network show, I think. Yeah, Iron Chef, like the original, was incredibly intense. Oh. But that was also, was, uh, you know, I don't know how Japanese you could import. be that intense about food. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I think also it shows, like, chefs, food people, like, yeah, they're, they're different Different kind of cats yeah. and kittens. I mean, they are, they are. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, again, it's. I wouldn't say they're cool cats. They're a different breed. Like, they're a different breed. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Um. So I feel like Cutthroat Kitchen, we, I loved it. Yeah. It's funny that I watched it when I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting that um, you did. Yeah. yeah there are some shows. So I was like, I watched it that young. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. Um. So, yeah, I guess Cutthroat Kitchen is my second one. I couldn't really think of TV. I don't really watch TV, if you haven't picked up on that. (laughs) And yet, here we are doing a TV episode. It's Um, because we promised it in other episodes. Yeah, we did. We're always putting ourselves out for the fans. Yeah. Um, The fans. My number two was, you know, it could be number one, but I've got to hear his number two is just to show that this is one you've definitely heard of, and... You know, I think it's this would be in the top three of pretty much anyone my age or within five years of my age, either way. And that's The Simpsons. Oh my you know, gosh! Nineteen eighty nine to the present. You know what? Six hundred ninety five episodes. It's timeless. It's yeah. I mean, it, and again, it, it, it's hard not to get. Um, well, it's hard not to get controversial, just in the sense that it's. The Simpsons truly have predicted everything okay, um, so in America, which is, that's not a, let, hold on. Let's, not a conspiracy theory. They've, let's talk about that for a yeah. minute. Who wrote The Simpsons? Um, well, there have been lots of writers. Lots of episodes uh, have been written by, you know, there have been different writing groups. Um, you know, Conan O'Brien very famously was a writer for okay. The Simpsons for a so while. So how do you think they predicted all these things? Well, in fairness, they didn't predict them. They, they used satire to as they had these things happening um in a way to be funny out of satire and just america's changed so much since 1989 the things that were like absurd satire in 1994 are now reality in 2020 oh that's unfortunate yeah right i mean that's the thing is and also they produce so much i mean when you do 700 episodes right and they're not constrained because it's an animated show. They're not constrained by anything. Is I mean, it still going on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched it in years. And wow. that's But I, I plan on catching up at some point. <laughs> um, but when you're, you know, that's the thing about the animated show is they don't ha- they're not constrained by anything. And so yeah. they can just show. Whatever they want. Craziness. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and because, of the, because of that unconstrained nature, they're able to make sort of social commentary by showing the absurd, and now the absurd has become reality um, in so many ways. Okay. So, yeah. So it's not that they predicted it. It's just that they depicted so many things that have actually come to pass that were were satire at one point and now have become reality. That's unfortunate. But Simpsons, I mean, look, that, that's any Timeless. list of top ten shows of all time, I think, you know, will include The Simpsons for... Maybe as long as there's television? I don't know. Wow. Ooh, this is a, a little question, a little mm-hmm. detour before we go our, our top ones. What do you think is the top... Um, what TV show has had the most impact on your life? On my life? Yeah. Oh. Because my top show, I would say, has... Yes, I think that's accurate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, it's interesting. I I can't say TV shows have had much impact on okay. my life. Um, 
what I think is I'm attracted to TV shows. I think this isn't a shock for, it's, it's true for a lot of people that reflect a sort of either a sense of humor or a worldview or, you know, something that I, I, I like and want to see. And I think one thing that's, that's true about so many great television shows is that, um, you know, fictional ones, the ones that are, aren't sort of, you know, reality or competition ones, but even, heck, even some reality shows, is that they create these kind of quasi-families. They show, you know, relationships, whether it's among co-workers, whether it's among, um, you know, sort of depicted families, whether it's among competitors. And it's, you can see yourself and you can see your own relationships in those relationships. Um, and many times, you know, they're sort of, they make you feel good, you know. Yeah. Part of my, you know, one of the, um, I guess my honorable mentions, you know, the office, the U.S. version, you know. Again, I, I thought sort you were going to say that, yeah. It's a family, you know. They, they're sort of even among coworkers. Um, you know, Moonlighting was definitely that way, you know, for me. And, uh, um, yeah, so I, I don't I, – I, that's a very long way, and I apologize for, for saying I don't think any TV show has uh, influenced me that much. Okay. But I do think you're number one. All right. It's a big part of it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this. So, yeah. my number one is, you guessed it, Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. Um, It aired, started airing uh, in 2005. Mm-hmm. So, that was before I was born. Yeah. Barely. Um, I started watching season 20. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I thought it was earlier than that, but. I, yeah. No? It was season 18. Okay. Season 18, so 2014. Yeah. Um, Who won are, that season? Uh, Merle Davis. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Max, which... Yep, I remember that. Shout out. Mm-hmm. He's the sloth on the mass Dancer oh. that was exposed on Google the other day. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, spoiler! Because he definitely uh, listens to this podcast. Um, we figured it out. Yep. Uh, I think it has been... I've been to many of the tours. Yep. Um, I have... You're a super fan. I am a super fan. Was. I yeah, we're going to get into that. Okay. Um it's on season 30 now. Yeah. Which that's crazy to think that it it's is. been going for 15 years. That is amazing. Um I feel like it's not that great of a show like looking mm-hmm. at it. Um but I think it was I started watching it in second grade, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and it, I like grew up to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a little kitschy and Hollywoody, but it's wholesome for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. There's, there've been moments, but for the most part, it's, you know, it's just, it's like, it's good, clean fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I would agree with that. Um, and I feel like I don't know why it's had such an impact on me. I mean, I definitely have learned ballroom from watching the show. And <laughs> you think I'm joking, but yeah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, we went to a dance convention in mm-hmm. September, and I won the ballroom scholarship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I was like, I had never taken ballroom before. I just had watched yeah, so much of it. So much Dancing with Stars. And uh, so I want to give a shout out to them because mm-hmm. uh, they also watch this. I think you'll have a. Listen to this, whatever. A. A place in your heart for Dancing with the Stars forever because of its role and yeah. sort of fostering um, and being a part of your growth and interest in dance as you grew up. I think it did. Yeah. Eric, I mean, it's not like the dance I do. I don't do ballroom. Right. Yet. Yet. Um, we don't live in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it seems to f- check a lot of your boxes in terms of, you know, it's the... It's the fancy costumes. Yes. It's the competition. It's the competition. It's the sort of inside Hollywood type yes. thing. Yes. It's just... I love it. Yeah. It's everything I want. Um, now, we're going to get into the, the controversy of it. Mm. It's not good anymore. No. Because of Tyra Banks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, not the best judge. Um, well, no. Okay. So, it took a turn. So, season, like, nine, 18 through about... 21, I thought were good. Mm-hmm. Then season 22, 
changed my life. No, it didn't. <laughs> it was during probably one of my favorite times in my entire life. Um, it was March 21st through May 24th, 2016. So, like, the spring of 2016, I feel like I became, like, who I am today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And Niall DeMarco won with PETA from Merrick's Next Top Mall. Um, and Ginger Z was on that season, and I don't even remember who else. And then I feel like season 20, uh, 22, 23, 24, 25, and 26 were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it all went down in <laughs> 2018. Season, I don't even know what season they're on at this point, 27, where Bobby Bones won with Sharna, and Milo and Whitney did not win. And that's when I kind of hung up the towel and stopped watching. <laughs> and then I didn't really watch much of season 28. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a bit of... I did watch season 29. But it was because it was pandemic. Well, yeah. There was something better to do. Um, I don't think it's gotten better. And then Tyra came in season 29. And I think it got worse. So mm. hashtag get Tom and Aaron back. Do you think it has the chance of coming back and being as strong? I mean, not as strong as it once was or as relevant as it once was. I mean, because culturally, Dancing with the Stars had, you know, a fair amount of relevance kind of during its maybe heyday, which I w- I'm not, I don't know the seasons. I don't know the show well enough to. I would say it was, I would say, let's say their heyday. I think it was about season eight. Yeah. Nine, ten. I can believe that. That was like Sean yep. Johnson, Donny Osmond, Nicole Scherzinger, mm-hmm. Jennifer Grey. Oh, yeah. That seems about right. So that was, like, their... Yeah. Christy Yamaguchi. Like... Yeah, that's their height. That was their yeah. height. Mm-hmm. But that was in 2007. Wow. 2008, 2009, 2010. That's, a, that's like, yeah, 10, 11, 12, 13 years ago. That's amazing to me. Well, it was, like, from, like, 2007 to 2010. I would say their height. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, do I think it could come back? I think if any uh stars producers are listening to this, mm-hmm. take notes. Um, hit us I, up on the IG. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, that's all we got. Um, I think if they got rid of Tyra, mm-hmm. but ouch, shots fired at Tyra Banks. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. I think they would have to bring back Tom and Aaron because yeah. as much yeah, as I no, don't I, love them, mm-hmm. they made the show. Yeah. Well, they. Didn't, the show but like that's who they were yeah especially tom well it's funny because as much as we like aaron andrews like sports at least early on or espn years yeah not a fan of no her role in the show i did like tom bergeron though yeah tom was good um so i think you would have to bring those two back and i think you would have to get rid of some of the judges yeah um derek he was a new nice addition to season 29 Mm -hmm. so i hope he stays um, which his show was an honor bunch of for mine, which I'll get into in a minute. This is going long. Yeah. Um, I think they would have to get bigger names. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's the struggle. That's the struggle. And I think they would need to like get rid of some of the pros. Mm-hmm. Like you got to keep the fan favorites. Yes. Like absolutely. when they got rid of Sharna and Arnhem, no one watched cause there was no, there was no point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not my two favorites. I think I actually... But, like, all the new... But, like, I also don't like the new pros. Because they're not, like, well-known. Yeah. Who who have been your favorite pros? And would you say you watched it principally for the pros? Or, not, or did you like the contestants? Or was it a combination of them? It depends. Yeah. So, like... Okay, so season... Uh... Uh... 18 was Meryl Max. I do, was new to the show, mm-hmm. so I don't really yep. care. I kind of don't like Max. I think he's a bit of a jerk. Mm. Um, and then season 19 was Alfonso and Whitney. Yeah, oh, that's right. Those two were, like, good together. Yep. And then season 20 was Rumor and Val. Yep. I didn't really. And then season 21 was Bindi and Derek. Yep. I've been a Derek fan forever. And I thought Bindi was good. Yeah. And then Niall and Peta. I liked oh, them yeah. together yeah. as one. Lori and Val, I liked them together. Rashad and Emma, they were good. And then Jordan and Lindsay. I guess I kind of watched yeah. it more for Jordan. Hmm. And then Adam, Riven, and Jenna, who, uh, shout out to Adam Riven, his Instagram. Oh, that's right, yeah. He is a hilarious, yeah. um, grimes, bizarre, 
what I eat in a day commentary. <laughs> if you want to laugh. It's well done. Um, go to his Instagram to watch that. So there's your shout out, uh, Adam, because I know you listen to this. And then uh, Sharna did win in season, I don't even remember. But it was with the Bobby Bones, and he wasn't a good dancer. Oh, yeah. So everyone yeah. was mad about that. Yeah. And then Alan won in the next season, and he was, he's pretty funny. Yeah. And then Arden won this past season, which I was happy because he had been on. Yeah, forever. Forever and hadn't won. And then he got taken off the show with Sharna yeah. on first season 28, mm-hmm. and then they got brought back. So I feel like it's mm-hmm. it would need a revamp, so I don't know if it's savable, honestly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Number one, Dance with the Stars. Um, my number one show, you know, it's tough. I, w- I would love to be able to give something, like, you know, really funny and be like, go out and watch it and stuff. But it's, it's a show that, again, is will be on everyone's top five list of greatest shows ever made, but it's the sort of show where you have to be in the right mood to watch it um, because it's not, it's not a fun or pleasant watch. It's a difficult watch. Um, and that is the wire, um, which uh, ran on HBO from what? 2003 to 2006, um, 2002, maybe. I don't know, but it, it, you know, four seasons almost without, you know, question maybe the greatest sort of uh, piece of television ever filmed um a difficult watch there's no doubt about it it's basically just the failure of institutions and um the, the quote i have on here from uh, the um sort of producer and writer uh, david simon is we are not selling hope or audience gratification or cheap victories with this show the wire is making an argument about what institutions bureaucracies, criminal enterprises, the cultures of addiction, raw capitalism even, due to individuals. It is not designed purely as an entertainment. It is, I'm afraid, a somewhat angry show. <laughs> Biggest understatement um, <laughs> in, in the world, but just an amazing show. The kind of show where, you know, I'm not a, a visibly emotional person, but it's, it's a show that, that um, you know, I remember watching a couple episodes with... Um, uh, you know, with, with, with your mom. And it was just, you know, it's this kind of show where it's just like, uh, this is just almost too intense. Um, you know, and just some amazing, great characters, you know, came out of this, obviously everyone, you know, Omar Little and, um, uh, Avon Barksdale and, you know, um, Stringer Bell, you know, it's just amazing characters. Uh, The Wire, I wouldn't recommend it unless, you're <laughs> you're mentally you're, stable. You're, you're ready for it. You know, it's the sort of thing you got to get prepared for. Um, it's not something you just put on to like, hey, I heard the wire is good. No, it's uh, <laughs> prepare yourself for the wire. Um, but that's very, I think, uh, very clearly my number one favorite uh, TV show. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna hit a couple quick honorable mentions and then uh, get on out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honorable mention. Crap, what was my honorable mention? Yeah. Oh, World to Dance. World to Dance. Um, yeah. there's been five, four, five seasons. Okay. Um, I've been watching since day one. Uh, season two is by far the best season. Season one and season two. I mm-hmm. feel like it kind of uh had a downward yeah. turn. Um, I don't know. It's just inspiring to mm-hmm. me. Uh, from a dance perspective. So yeah, it's yeah. an honorable mention. Okay. I just think it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't didn't make I didn't want yeah. to do an old dance top ten sure or five yep. whatever yep. this is called yeah yeah I mean, my honorable mentions often are, are shows that didn't run for very long although I mean a couple of these did I, um, in the animated genre the show Archer is hilarious and amazing King of the Hill I love Futurama was great um, <laughs> there's a show called Workaholics on uh, Comedy Central that was <laughs> just really well done and just ahead of its time. Um, going back ways to sort of classics. I mean, I, I, Dick Van Dyke show, um, got to be considered. Going way back. Yeah, that's going way back. Um, you know, uh, I mean, strange show. Again, not going to be on anyone's lists of, of greatest shows, but it was just very special to me at the time was Benson. Um, what? With Robert Guillaume, kind of early 80s. It was just a unique sitcom because it was about a governor of a... Uh, sort of a, a, a nitwit governor of a state, an unnamed state, and his staff. Um, again, ahead of its time. Uh, yeah, I mean, so 
yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the sort of sitcom genre were, were ones that fit my, uh, yeah, because those were very popular. But anyways, yeah, right. hit us up on the IG with your favorite yeah. shows. Uh, All right, we got to give our recs. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, do we have time? Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Um, so I actually don't really have a rec, but it's tradition. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, oh, okay, I'm going to give a rec. Mm-hmm. Um, two, RX bars. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. I have one pretty much every day. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, that's not going to be my rec. Oh, Okay. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't eat RX bars, people. They're awful. <laughs> They're not endorsed um, by Do It's Program. Yeah. So actually, they are. They are. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Um, my wreck is Nutribullet. Oh. I got one for Christmas. Yeah. So I we've had a ninja forever. Yeah. These are smoothie makers. Blenders. Oh yeah. yeah. Just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort um, of individual. Yeah, and not, not like not a full size blender. Yeah, not like a, like a, not like a Vitamix. Right. Which, if Vitamix is listening, if you want to mm-hmm, yeah. give us one, yeah. that'd be much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Follow for follow. Follow for follow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. it's quieter than Ninja. Yeah, I like it. it is. It's Love aesthetically that. pleasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, shout out Nutribullet. It, it, mine, you know, it's, it's a product of the, the day that we're recording it in a lot of ways. But I, I think if you're a sports fan, um, and I am, um, watch, you know, spend a little time to watch uh, Aaron Rodgers play quarterback oh for the Green Bay God. Packers. No, seriously, because, I mean, you see, you know. It's just Marvel. Well, yeah. The, the I mean, he's 37 years old. The greatness he is displaying is, I think, the the roof. unique in at the quarterback position of anyone I've seen in my lifetime, and I'm 47. And I, I'm a Packers fan, so be yeah. that it is what it is. Because, you know, he's from uh, not He's from Wisconsin. California, yeah. But, but watch him do his craft because what he's doing this year is um, is just very special. I mean, it's just this is an amazing athlete, um, and uh, it's you know if you're a fan of this sort of thing, watch him do it because he's not going to be around forever and he's going to get older and. Um, well, no one's going to be around forever. Well, true. Good point. Well, that's a little dark. Yeah. All yeah. right. So my recommendation is, is is just just admire. Turn on a Packers game and yeah, and watch and admire uh, the greatness that uh, Aaron Rodgers is displaying these oh days. Oh my God. I'm just saying. Anyways. Anyways. I think Patrick Mahomes is superior. Well, we'll see. I mean, amazing. He's an amazing player too, and definitely worth watching. Yeah. Not Mitch Trubisky. No. All right. Peace out. Peace out, drought. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see you next time. I get with the program.